Hi guys, this is Ruben Langdon. You're listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Show you can! It's time. Talk time. Let's go. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Live. Started in the 80s with Matt Cross. Dudes in the hood might have called that soft. But I carried that cross like Jesus did. Fast forward, I teach the kids to learn how to let go. Live life and show love to all things that don't matter. Where y'all from? And luckily, there's a show called Talk Time. We've been waiting for this for a long time. Dax kicks the facts on all the geek news. Special guests and unbiased reviews. Suburban kids, the hipster street dudes. All can learn something new. Me too. I heard words when no faith is empty. I stayed the course, so my haters tempt me. Beep the podcast, that'll make them envy. It ain't too trendy. It's ACMG. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. gentlemen welcome back this is acmg presents talk time live the prime show i am your host xavier josiah folks as i mentioned on our select start video game podcast i was going to talk about this i was going to address this situation as best i can with everything that i've discovered found out researched and who i spoke with uh and, and such like that um there's a lot going on regarding one of our previous guests, uh one a friend of the talk time live podcast show uh and that is the one and only Vic Mignogna, the voice of Brawley, the voice of Edward Elric, and many, many more. He's considered a superstar in the world of anime uh, for those uh, hugely popular. And we're going to talk about it because, of course, as you many of you know, and if you don't know, uh, Vic has been accused of a lot of, a lot of allegations regarding Vic and him uh, committing some acts of sexual misconduct. So we're going to talk about that right now. As well as, you know, the things that I've learned or the research that I've done, uh, some based on some sources that I've learned from, some inner circle sources that I've learned from, and um, who will remain anonymous. Of course, I will not reveal that, so that ain't happening. Um, But we're going to talk about that, and it's going to be an interesting conversation because I can only give what I can as far as my outlook on it, no more than anybody else can, because... People are going to try to tend like they know what they're talking about or believe what they believe. But at the end of the day, we don't really know as much until we get all the information, until we know more further information going out. We can only give our opinions and our thoughts on it and our feelings about it. That's it. You know, it, and it that goes only but so far. So this is just my platform to talk about that here. And we'll talk about that in our next segment. It will absolutely take over the entire segment because it not only involves him, but another person that has recently been accused of similar situations as well that we'll be talking about as well, which connects to the whole Vic Piana thing too. So it's it's a crazy thing. It's a crazy, crazy, crazy thing that we're going to be talking about as well. But for our talk topic this week, to lighten up the mood of this episode, we're going to review a anime 
that I think if you're an anime fan and if you're if you're a true otaku, but not only just that, if you are an actual gamer, not only just a gamer, but a fighting gamer, you're gonna love what I'm about to talk about at our at uh, our talk topic today, and that is High Score Girl, the latest Netflix original series that has come out based on a kid fascination for fighting games and as well chronicling the timeline of fighting games and it is awesome uh if you are both a anime fan and a gamer you're gonna want to listen to why you're gonna want to check this out so stay tuned for that and more but let's not waste any time we got to talk about this situation right now uh, we got to really get into it and really get into the thick of things. And so without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, let's find out what's new in the world of ACMG. And now it's time to find out what's new in the world of ACMG. As I've been reflecting over the last 10 days, uh, over the last couple of weeks, I've, I've been doing a lot of soul searching. You know, when difficult things happen, at first you're kind of angry, right? You're mad, but then you, you take a step back and you're like, what, what am I supposed to learn here? How could I be better? How could I do better? And I learned something, and I wanted to share it with you. As long as I've been doing events, which is a long time, I've always been very demonstrative. Hug everybody, you know what I mean? I've all, that's, just, that's just always been who I am. You could go back and find panels from 10, or Q&A, or autograph sessions from 10 years ago. 12, 15 years ago, and I'm doing the same thing. I, I, that, in my mind, it's it's a way of saying thank you and expressing kindness and, and appreciation and warmth and support for a lot of people that could use it. You know what I'm talking about when I say that. But here's what I've learned. Just because a thousand people want to hug doesn't mean everybody does. And I got really lazy. Over the years, I got really lazy. And I got used to being the same person all the time. And I was insensitive to the fact that there could be people out there that don't want that. And it has never ever been my intention to offend or hurt anyone all right folks what you actually heard was a clip from uh a recent video showing vic Mignana, which i believe it was from his fan club as he addressed the situation that he is being accused of it was you heard it in a sense but if you see it it's kind of an emotional video of vic talking about you know the accusations upon him and being uh, apologetic about it and that's a really interesting video it is online you can check it out 
uh, on YouTube. If you uh, believe, if you look up Vic's or Vic Miano online or whatever like that, it may pop up at this point. Um, but the controversy with Vic is very interesting. Again, Vic Mignana has been a friend of the show. Uh, he's been on twice now. Uh, he's been very nice. Uh, he's a very nice guy to me and very willing to come on the show to talk about things. And uh, I deeply appreciate that. However, he's in a situation right now that he's under fire for years of sexual misconduct that has been accused by many. Uh, many, how, however, that I've seen were from anonymous uh, comments and stories told on a blog of, you know, Vic Miana doing this. I would like to also point out that there are some people who are speaking out and some known people that are speaking out as well, such as Jamie Marchi, who actually is a actor. She does a lot of voice acting for games and anime, has her own podcast as well. And she actually spoke out on her experience with him as well. So there's a mix of information coming in from all different grounds and formats here. So what I'm going to do, first of all, I'm going to try not to go off key with this. Uh, I'm going to try my best not to go off, you know, script with this because uh, I've written this down and, and I write like I write a term paper. So I tend to go off key from time to time. But I'm going to talk about what I've discovered, what, uh, who I've spoken with, who I reached out to. Well, I won't say who I reached out to. I'll just consider them my inner circle sources, you know, people who have actually, you know, know Vic, worked with Vic in some cases and, you know, just based on his character, whatnot you know, what they thought of the situation. But it needs to be talked about. We got to address it. It is going to be here. And I'll give my thoughts on the whole thing, too, because it's really interesting here. So uh, Vic has been accused by many anonymous uh, congoers, as well now as people within his industry and people who work with him, of him committing acts of sexual misconduct. But most of what I read was a, was a blog with anonymous congoers of on him of him committing acts of sexual misconduct some dating back to 2010 uh which is a very long time and it's a very serious situation indeed uh, many posts online on social media uh and some blogs have told anonymously of vic being too exclusive and i say too exclusive i mean i mean touchy what they consider touchy feely he hugs he has been known and seen to kiss people you know women uh, girls on a cheek whether they were older or whether they were minors and that's where the problem lies that's where the problem lies right there um as a result of this rooster teeth which is the company that has uh pr that produces the uh the popular tv show ruby which vic uh is a part of he does the voice of one of the characters on there uh, they cut ties with him as a result of the harassment reports. Uh, while there are people who are quick to damn him at this point, many other fans are supporting him as they believe he is not at fault. However, in this case, with people like Jamie Marchi coming out to tell her story bravely, I might add, it may tear over to the side of the victims, especially, I always believe if you come out and bravely and i have to say this bravely because it's not easy for people who are victims to come out to tell their story because of fear of of being uh you know 
vilified by others and you know just people not believing them it could be a very mentally damaging situation of victims so you have to take that in consideration for people to come out and to be brave enough to come out and talk about their stories like that you have to take consideration there's a level of bravery that happens when people come out to talk about their stories so with jamie coming out and hopefully more people coming out to tell their stories of their situations and not being anonymous about it uh you know i think it'll really bring the situation out more and more and really show the real side of things and hopefully people will take consideration to it and those stories and listen to them more and more i can tell you this now everything that i've read everything that i've discovered like i said the people i spoke with the pictures the comments all can say different things for one thing the anonymous comments the fact that they're anonymous it's it's I don't think it really helps the situation because they're anonymous. You know, you do got to take into consideration of them. And I do take in consideration of the anonymous comments. But at the end of the day, hopefully those anonymous people, you know, had police reports of some sort and, or made police reports of some sort. You know, it that situation, you know, because it's hard to go on anonymous, you know, situations and not report it because it really doesn't. We, we first of all, we don't really know whether those anonymous stories are real or not. And I, there's some truth to some of the, what I've read, not from the sexual misconduct situation, but from a character situation, uh, especially from what I learned. I, what I learned from about Vic is that he's a case by case basis, depending on who you know, whatever, like that. Um, there are some people who are not, are, you know, totally with Vic, and then there are those who are really down with Vic you know Vic plays his game I guess depending on who he is and who he's talking to or whatnot so there's that situation right there um you know so now with the split of people you know defending and going and, and going against them there's a hashtag movement from both is one that says kick Vic and there's another one that says I'm with Vic and it, it's just become the civil war of words with people you know, who are supporting Vic, who think that he's not at fault for it, for what he's done because it's not clear cut. And maybe what he's what he was not doing was intentional. Then you got people who are, you know, totally saying, like, you're not listening to the victims. And in my case, from what I'm seeing, based on some of the words, there are some people who may not who are, who are commenting, who are not getting all the information. There is also people who may not be seeing the situation thoroughly before convicting somebody of their own you know uh, with their opinions it it just goes on from there uh i I, as i said i spoke with people in the acmg facebook group um one of which i believe he said he was a handler to vic and if you don't know what a handler is is you know when you're at a con they have people you know the if the celebrity guests want to walk around a con and everything and not be bombarded by you know fans or whatever the handler's job is to accommodate the the celebrity guests with whatever I don't want to say whatever with certain things that they have requested. And that's going to lead into another story that I have soon. Trust me. Um, So, you know, they I, you know, I've spoken to people on our Facebook group um, who down the line, I put out a post, you know, addressing the situation. It was an interesting conversation. Nobody, none of them, even a guy, even a person who um, who said that they were a handler to him. None of them said they had a bad experience meeting him 
or being around him, and nor did they get any type of bad or creepy vibe from him. Uh, that's one of the situations right there. And that's, I've heard, and if I also went on to Instagram, I, you know, checked all the hashtag posts with his name on it and um, everything. I mean, it, it, it's really crazy. For the ones that had kicked Vic, there were just people who, you know, some of them say, you know, it, it, it was weird because the kick Vic ones were people who it felt like they were automatically, you know, somebody got accused of sexual misconduct. So they're automatically damned as a and vilified that type of thing. There are others who may have either have said like they've experienced it, too. Um, so there are some. But and again, I hope that those people actually reported that to the police at the appropriate time. They might have not. You know, who knows? You know, um, stat, you know, um, the statute of limitations kick in. I'm not sure, but it's it's really hard. The, um, where it is such a period right now, right? We, I'll I'll talk about it in a few, but, um, but there, you know, the I'm with Vic people too. It's like you got to be cautious about that too, because is it people who are thoroughly looking at the situation? And I've, some of the comments that I've read from them, they. I sound like they did thoroughly kind of evaluate the situation. Uh, and then there are others who are really big fans of him who just don't want to believe it. And even if you, I'm a fan of his work as well, but you have to look at the details of things. I was a fan of Bill Cosby, too. I actually worked on promotional work for Bill Cosby. I mean, who didn't like Bill Cosby? But when you thoroughly get to down to the point of things and the situations that at hand at time it you cannot deny you cannot deny at all i mean there were some there's some people who are oj fans enough said <laughs> i mean yeah it is what it is in this case so i again i've also spoke to sources who know vic uh on a more of a working level especially who also said that he has his quirks about him um you know, it, it's a case-by-case basis with some of the sources that I spoke with, but there are some that said he does have his quirks, such as uh, his ego, his, you know, the strong Christian beliefs that he does sometimes force upon people. Uh, and that was something new to me. I didn't know this, that this was a thing. And I learned this even more when I spoke to those sources and then reading some of the comments online. And I don't mean to laugh about it, but it's, it's really crazy. Uh, when you read about it, because it they do kind of match up in that case that, you know, those characteristics, uh, you know, ca- catch up. So um, there's some really interesting stories about him and the Christian beliefs, too. But also the other thing is, is that I've heard from both fans and sources that he does tend to be late at times to kind of parents as, as well, too. So these are all kind of like 80s superstar mentality to me it's like not justifying anything on that note because that was never a good thing but it's just one of those things it's like yeah you yeah some of those things you got to really check (laughs) you know i'm talking you know as far as that situation if that's what he's doing yeah you you need to reevaluate that situation but none of them none of the sources told me or said that you know, the accusations doesn't come off like like a creepy guy. Like, he doesn't come off like a person with creepy or evil or malicious intentions, more or less than he's just, he has a way with him. 
he has a way with him that doesn't appeal to everybody. And not everybody can tolerate being around, you know, a, a person with Vic's type of personality. Now, that is not to justify his means, but that is just what has been said by those who have had the chance to meet him. Uh, of course, you know, if you're a fan, you may have just met him one or twice, and but you don't have that really intimate engagement with him like other people who may work with him or whatnot. So a one-time basis is fine, and you do have somewhat of a judge of character towards it, but if you are one of those types who do commit acts sometimes, you do tend to hide in plain sight, and you do tend to act differently accordingly to the uh, person to person. So it's not to say that that's what Vic is doing, but that could be a possibility at, at that on that standpoint. So I mean, it's happened with other you know people who were accused and they were uh, you know convicted of you know these type of crimes. So you do want to take in consideration of that as well. There's some people who tend to stare away from from that aspect, but none of them really said, and they and they they there was never said anything like he they never felt that he would be a guy that would, you know, actually do anything like this, mostly because of his Christian beliefs. So, I mean, you could take that there, but and I don't know what I'm saying I'm not saying the Christian, you know, being that his Christian beliefs doesn't justify his being, but you know, if you're as we know in the past, like that doesn't mean but so much in some cases, but it is said that he has a really strong Christian belief. So you would, it's, you would want to believe that he wouldn't commit such a, you know, type of situation. And again, I've seen a lot of the photos, a lot of the video footage I've seen with him on air. He, he tends to be, he tends to really interact with fans in a way like I've seen none other. And he does it in a way that if you're, if you're like a, you know, if you're a person, if you look at it, you wouldn't, you would question that in a sense that I wouldn't do that because that can become a firestorm. Even if you're not ill intent on, you know, doing what you're doing, even if you're unbeknownst to you, it's like, it's probably not a good idea to do that because of situations like this right now, <laughs> you know? So again, you know, at this time, I do want to point out that there's no reports of, or any knowledge of any reports of any um, police reports being filed or any investigations going police investigations going on right now. So we'll see as time goes by as to whether that will happen. And of course, we'll keep you, we'll keep things developing as things go on from there. So here's my actual thoughts of the situation. I have, as I, as I said, I work very closely and I'm closely invested in other cases uh, since I started the protect and save, you know, campaign trying to make sure that everybody in our ACFG universe is safe from everything and make sure that they can reach out if they are in a situation. Uh, some actually have, and I do appreciate and thank them for doing it. And there are actual places that you can go to if you absolutely are feel endangered. Uh, more, way better places than what I'm going. There are, there are hotlines for that as well. Uh, so, and I'll put, you know, I'll mention that at the end of this whole thing as well, but uh, I've been involved in a lot of them. Every dating back since September, with the ongoing Jason uh, Richardson allegations and investigations. Um, since then, I have been exposed to the. We all been exposed to the R. Kelly, you know, documentary uh, of all his actions and 
the all the stuff that's going on from there and the proof and everything that's been going on from there of minors. We are about to see the Michael Jackson situation. So get ready for that one because that's coming. And I, from what I understand, people are not going to be happy with that. Uh, we've also learned, some of you may have also known about Ron Kay, who is the co-creator of Renestimpy. If you guys remember during back of the podcast I did for the uh, Keystone Comic-Con review, I spoke with Bob Camp, who uh, talked about uh, his former co-worker being involved in some really scantily situations involving a minor that he was dating. There are actual reports out about him dating this minor. Uh, and like he just out in the open with this minor and pictures of him with public displays of affection, you know, PDA, PDA, if you will. Um, so it's, it's, you know, seeing those situations in, it's really crazy. I have even had um, a friend recently who's been abused by her now, thank God, ex-boyfriend who um, was, who abused her for, you know, getting too, getting too much attention online. You know, she has this disease called, she looks, she looks attractive, I guess, you know, and it just feels that he felt the need to, you know, try to remedy that in his own way, which, you know, newsflash, he's no longer remedying that. Thank goodness. So here's my actual thoughts on the situation now uh, with just researching everything online, pictures, comments, things like that, uh, especially now with the recent uh, story and accusations that, again, Miss. Marchi actually just put out in her experience with Vic Miana. I think that alone right there may be the lead in to him being, you know, punishable at this point. Because before that, all I found were anonymous stories. And we what we needed is somebody to take the stand to be the forefront of that situation and become the lead into what has been going on or what he's been accused of. All I've been seeing as far as the actual accusations up until this point, she just recently posted this some 19 hours ago, uh, as I'm reading it on Twitter now. And it's a lengthy, detailed story of her experience uh, involving Vic here. So, <clears throat> excuse me. It With that lead-in right there, that's a big lead-in. For her to take charge and take a stand to tell her story bravely i'm not going to stop saying that it helps all of the anonymous claims out there and it probably will uh because to even though what she believes at the time wasn't you know she didn't have a place to, to talk to and she's taking it now uh she definitely feels because of his stature and everything she now feels that she's going to do it she's going to take the risk and tell it but she has a big following herself. And with that type of following and, and that story and that detailed story of hers, which, you know, from what I hear, I've heard the story before from people that I know. It's very similar to that, those type of situations. It's hard not to want to, you know, take an opportunity to really look into this further, whether you are a fan of him or not, to really see if he is truly, you know, responsible for all this stuff which it's hard to it's hard to not read this and say like yeah maybe i need to think again about what i think of vic mignana right now or what is going on with this so and again we i mean this is far from over this is far far from over here uh there's still a lot of things that we need to look into but the fact that she's coming out 
she's actually kind of the voice of the voiceless right now. And the voiceless being those anonymous, you know, stories that we hear. Because, again, like I said, we can't go by the anonymous stories so much because we don't know how much they carry because we don't know who it is, where it came from, you know, whether it's real or not. And, you know, you really, in order to really make it happen, you do have to unmask in a sense, and that's what happened here, and I commend her for even doing that, and so we will see from that point. Now, if Vic is, in fact, guilty of any of this, he definitely deserves to go to jail. He definitely deserves to be, you know, to be convicted of his crimes, To He needs to, you know, make amends of him. I don't know to what end he's admitting to, or what is he saying? He... he apparently says that he embraces too many people too much or he acts upon uh things accordingly to the way that he probably should be using his critical thinking more if he's willing to admit to it and get help i truly believe that he should i believe that he should have some type of a training or whatever to do so and uh, and, and really get, you know, help himself and, uh, you know, make sure that he doesn't do anything like this again, that he apologizes to everybody who he made feel uncomfortable in this case, if that is the case, which, again, judging from what I'm reading, uh, hopefully he will respond to, you know, uh, Miss Marchie's, Jamie Marchie's actual, you know, statement that she made and, you know, see what goes on from there. You know, that's her story. Uh we would like to hear, you know, more from Vic on this point or let the courts handle it in this way if they are able to, you know, see what happens from there. But uh, it's going to be a hard case. It's going to be a hard case for him. I'm a fan of his work, as I said. I am definitely a fan of his work. I am very appreciative of him being on the show. However, if it is to be and he is supposed to be convicted of his crimes and he does need to atone to them and that is that you know uh i hope in all essence of this that everything works out accordingly but we will see we will see because you know people are telling their stories now more people hopefully more people will come out hopefully vic will come out and answer to these and see what will happen from that point and again to point out that vic actually did make a statement uh, very quickly upon the allegations, uh, as well as also make a video talking about the situation, a clip that you actually heard at the beginning of this very emotional uh, clip that we saw, of him, uh, what we heard of him on air on YouTube. And we'll see. I mean, we'll we'll see. I, I can tell you this from that standpoint, not to justify him at all, because we don't know anything yet and we don't know where this is going to go. But for him to actually speak out so willingly and quickly about the situation and somewhat apologetic in that video to some case um it, it speaks a lot a, a, a lot to me on that subject uh whether it is what it is from now that's a whole other thing but the fact that he's he's reaching out right now and talking about it and not hiding away from it which to me is a little i gotta give some commendability to it because of the fact that i know people who are who are accused of the same thing, who have been, who have allegations under the same thing, if not worse, that are hiding and hiding in plain sight for some of them as well. And not only that, you got these victims who are saying your name and accusing you and you're just not saying, even if you, even if you did not 
or claim that you did not do it or you feel that you didn't do it, reach out and speak on it. You know, don't ignore it. That's just that does not help your case at all. Period. Um, that that's to me that always just rubs me the wrong way, and I'm sure it rubs other people the wrong way too. But for him, for like Vic to actually speak out on it, you gotta I I, I give him somewhat credit for that, uh, for doing so. Whether it's gonna help him or hurt him, that's a whole other thing. But we'll see. So I'm sitting back and waiting for any other results that comes by from this point on from here. So we'll see. But of course, if any new news comes, and uh, we'll let you know upon further development of the situation, of course. I should note that thanks to one of my ACMG members, uh, who goes by the name of uh, Sarayu, that's her given name that she has on social media, um, she put me on point to a woman named Emily Lloyd, who worked as a handler at a previous con event in her town, uh, who recently came out with very detailed posts on Instagram tar- uh, talking about an issue she had with uh, with actor Neil Kaplan. Uh, if you don't know the name, you know the voice that he played. He he did the voice of uh, King's Archon in the recent DreamWorks uh, animated series for Netflix, Voltron. Uh, he's he's definitely on there. He plays that character. He plays a ton of other characters on video games and TV shows um, as well, on an animated series as well. He recently... He went out of his way. What happened was basically he went out of his way to voice his opinion uh, and attack. Well, he says voices. He voices his opinion. It, it felt like an attack on Vic for the allegations that he's been getting on social media. So Emily Lloyd came. Um, you know who was his handler at a con felt that it was a need for her to reveal very detailed information involving Kaplan's intent to act, uh, with actual screenshots and text conversations they had where he asked her out for a drink and as well as enter a hotel. Uh, with her trying to get out of the situation and end up agreeing to it, you know, in fear of her job. There, if you go into her page, uh, if you go into Emily Lloyd's page on Instagram, it's there. It's very detailed. She went out of her way to go into detail, very well detailed to this, as well as have screenshots of the conversation at hand. Um, there's another text that she shows on, Instagram, on her Instagram post. It's the last Instagram post she ever put because obviously she knew she was taking a risk. Um, and I appreciate that she came out to do that. You know, she didn't come out anonymous. She took the risk to come out because she felt that it needs, her voice needed to be heard and knowing that she was going to she was going to hear both support and you know uh uh people you know try to damn her for it's you know the deal it's, it always happens um but the fact that she came out in very detailed information uh the fact that she has screenshots and, and that type of thing that really speaks volumes on a situation um and actually shows her uh, him asking her to come up to her uh, to his hotel room. His intent was to try to ask her out and hopefully try to, you know, appeal to her in, in the way that he wanted to, per se. Um, to Neil's credit, on February 6th, Neil made a statement regarding the allegations on Twitter saying, victims should always be listened to and heard, and I am attempting to do exactly that. Before I make any public statement on the recent events, Regardless 
of the intentions, someone was made to feel com- uncomfortable. And I need to make amends to, uh, to them before I say anything to you. And he was addressing a fan of some sorts or fans in general in sorts. Since that time, uh, Neil has claimed that he has tried to reach out to the accuser uh, through an organizer of the uh, convention that she has uh, that she has worked with. She has yet to accept that invitation. You can't blame her for it. You can't blame her for it. It's not an easy thing to do. Um, She, you know, credit to her for even doing that. Um, Neil is now conducting his own form of damage control as he is battling with other um, Twitter uh, followers trying to defend his name while trying to damn fix. And that part I found a little bit amusing because he went out of his way and Emily considers him a hypocrite for doing so. Uh, he goes out of his way to try to attack Vic for his allegations, and especially while Vic is trying to make amends for anything he's doing. You know, Emily took it upon herself to say, like, um, yeah, you kind of did the same thing in this case, or you did something similar to that point. You were attempting to do something at that point, and God forbid. So he's out to end up. The thing that I think that I think is funny with Neil's situation, because I've been following him ever since, and the thing is, is that. He's going, he's answering almost every single post. At, at some point in time, you make a statement and you stop because you're getting consumed. You get consumed, everyone's like, I think just make one or two statements and just stop. You made your point right there. There's no point of going after every single person who's coming at you because that's just going to happen. At this point, make your statement, stop, and then, you know, find your proof. You just don't have to answer everybody. (laughs) And he was, I was getting, I was getting notifications constantly just yesterday alone and the day before that of him just constantly going um you know going answering you know other people who are accusing him or damning him or whatever uh or or defending vic for that matter um yeah sir definitely at this point at this point just stop find your proof uh you know he also said that he was gonna um the other thing that he said that he was gonna do he was gonna uh post well upon after if he doesn't he did say after if he didn't hear from Emily after a while, that he would post all of the conversation that went on between those two, saying that there was more to it than what she put out there. And he wants everybody to see for himself. Vic said the same thing on um, um, some of his fan uh, page texts uh, and the allegations that he's been saying on Twitter or whatever like that. He said, like, you guys make your own judgment and speak and, and see for yourself. You know, honestly, it feels like both of them are greatly trying to defend themselves and we will see how this goes if they have the proof if not we'll see um i just feel like when it comes to neil's case i you know credit to him again for speaking out and you know speaking out already at the allegations you know defending him his honor whether it is going to be proven or not that's a whole other thing i rather a person me personally i rather a person speak out immediately on it whether they, whether they had the proof or not, but speak out on it. I'd rather them speak out on it first than just hide away. That, to me, is just when you just like, nah, you're not helping yourself doing that. 
<laughs> not answering any questions or whatever. Um, or making any statements, whether yourself or your lawyer or whatever. It just, there's, if you're not doing anything and just, to me, it's disrespectful to the people who are, you know, accusing you or consider victims. Two, it's, it just doesn't really look good on your side. Um, but he's also mentioned why he actually has uh, beef with Vic. And it also matches to somewhat with situations that I heard from other people. But again, it's, it's, an, it's an effect on his character, not the allegations itself. So it comes off to me that when it comes to Neil Kaplan's situation, it feels like it's a little bit more personal of an agenda more is more than it is a moral and ethics type of situation. But you guys be the, your own judge. Again, you guys be your own judge. But please, when doing so, do your homework. Like I said before, when you protect and save somebody, you got to do the homework. You got to make sure everything as as thorough as possible before you really make a decision, because it may not be all that you think it is. It's not all clear cut. So that is all I have for what's new in the world of ACNG. I guarantee next week we're going to go into lighter, more fun things to talk about. Hopefully more fun things to talk about as well. But before I go, I did say I was going to mention the two sources that you could go to. If you don't know, here it is. Uh, if you are experiencing any forms of sexual harassment or sexual assault of any kind, please, I highly implore you to go to one of two sources, or maybe both. Go to Rain, which is R-A-I-N-N, the National Sexual Assault Hotline, uh, which we can help you with support specialists there. You could go and chat on, on them online. You could go to hotline.rain.org and check that out over there. And uh, you can also call the support hotline, the National Sexual Assault Hotline, and talk to somebody personally at 1-800-656-HOPE. That again is one 800 656 Four six seven three. You can check them out, and they'll assist you thoroughly. You can also check out NOAA, N-O-A-A, and they are also a sexual assault and sexual harassment helpline. You could go to them at www.noaasashhelpline.org. You could go there, or I know you can also check out their number at 866-288-6558 to call Noah or you could text Noah using the number 202-355-0265 and they will help you thoroughly. If you have any friends or family that are experiencing this, please help them out accordingly. Find out all the information you can and direct them to these areas right here and definitely, you know, if it's recent especially call the cops, make a get a report out. Handle it as possible. We're trying to clean up everything that's going on this year leading into 2020 and beyond to make a better place for everybody to be able to have the opportunity to enjoy life together safely. So with that said, we're just going to take a break, come back and talk about something a little lighter as we review the Netflix original anime series, High Score Girl. If you're a fan of games, if you're a fan of anime, if you're especially a fan of Street Fighter and all fighting games in general, you're going to love this. We'll do that right after this. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dax Xavier Josiah, the host of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the podcast. You want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime, comics, movies, and games, such as... This is Miley Flanagan, the voice of Naruto. 
This is Stephanie Shea, the voice of Sailor Moon. This is Ruben Langdon, voice of Ken Masters and Dante from Devil May Cry. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter V. This is Chris Battle, character designer of Teen Titans Go. Here's your chance to check out all of that and more on TalkTimeLive.com. TalkTimeLive.com provides all of our ACMG content with new and previous episodes, exclusive interviews, articles, and much more. Visit TalkTimeLive.com and let us help you learn to let go, live life, and love all things ACMG. Talk Time Live. This is Amanda Celine Miller, the voice of Boruto and Sailor Jupiter, and you are listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Do it. And now it's time for our top topic of the week. Ready? Wait! All right, folks, we are back with our talk topic of the week, and it is our review of the Netflix anime original High Score Girl. I do want to point out before I actually go through with this review that I did, in fact, reach out to Jamie Marchie in regards to possibly coming on the show to talk about it. Uh, She replied back. She absolutely thanked me for reaching out. Uh, She felt that at this time she's holding off on making any appearances regarding the situation right now uh it is freshly hours just almost practically a day since she actually made uh the statement that she made and and told the story that she had so she's holding off at this time she did appreciate uh you know me extending the invitation but she wanted to wait it out and see what happens from there before she continues to make any other statements or make any appearances about it and i respect that uh it is very fresh off but i did extend the invitation for any type of you know mention of this or her or future you know advice to talk about her career and what she's done so far so you know again i commend her for even taking a stand this is a very very serious situation it is a big risk to do so so i commend her on that and hopefully we can get her on soon and hopefully we'll hear more from her from this point on so moving on i do want to talk about my high score girl you know, I looked in Netflix. I, for some reason, this drew uh, into me. Of course, it did say high score. So normally it's going to relate to video games. And I was like, all right, bet. You know, I'll put this aside for now, check it out in due time. There was so much I was checking out as always. So I finally decided to jump on this. And I'm really glad I did. But also, it's one of those situations where you kick yourself in the ass thinking, why didn't I do this? sooner as a gamer i feel like i disrespected myself in the gaming community as an anime fan i feel like i disrespected disrespected the uh anime community you know so why this is such a good really really good anime and an anime series where this is not an OVA. you know i thought this was going to be like an ova like 13 episode series and it was just it no they left you hanging and i hate them for it and thank you very much (laughs) for that so basically as i said if you're if you're a hardcore gamer and especially a fighting gamer you cannot you cannot you know you you have to watch this anime you really have to it really pays homage to so many games and so and, and just a timeline of fighting game history but not just fighting game history game console history it it, they do a really great job of chronicling that and and you know as it's almost like it's its own character in itself 
you know, that they focus on the timelines of when these games came out and when these consoles came out. And it just brings you back such a nostalgic feel. It is absolutely awesome. So let me get with the story real quick. And then I'll run down the characters. And just really, it's cool. And they, and they did something here. They they did something here that was really kind of sneaky, in my opinion, with this. Especially for, for male anime fans who don't normally watch this type of anime. They snuck in a like sort of a uh a dangling carrot if you will for this so i thought this was an awesome way to do it so let's go on with the story here this story is of a boy who whose fandom for video games mainly street fighter 2 followed by other fighting games lead him to meeting his rival uh who is a bit of a introvert if you will if you don't know what that is you know somebody who's you know, very shy in in some cases, but also very skilled in her gameplay of fighting games. This leads to the two bonding a really cool friendship, a a really heartwarming friendship, if you will, through their rivalry, which also begs the question of their true affection for each other throughout the years. So I, without even spoiling it, I can't even tell you why, because I really need you to see this and understand why there's some twists and turns in this whole entire uh, series. So, the characters of this, the main characters of this, is uh, Haro Yag- uh, Yaguchi, and uh, he is the main character, the big fan of fighting games. Some may say otaku. Now, here's the thing. For those who don't know, you may know the term otaku, or you may have heard that term. In America, that means a fan of anime. In Japan, it's a total different meaning. It's meaning, when somebody is called an otaku in Japan, that is somebody who's uberly obsessed with one thing or another so we're fans we're, we call our fans you know because in in reference and honor and homage to anime but otaku in japan can be a obsessed can be somebody who's obsessive obsessive to any type of thing you know any form of fandom that they like it doesn't have to be anime it just you know they're just really geeking out and obsessive for that and that's the way that yaguchi is acting in this series like a true blue otaku so he is uberly obsessed with not only with street fighter alone but all fighting games and he is very well skilled in it and he he has long winning streaks as well he not only that i believe he the cool part i believe this was episode one or two is where when now it's probably episode one when he first met uh ono and he tried to do what is one of the coolest techniques I've only seen in Japan do to be able to play the game so well that they could play with one hand. If you see that on this episode and and think that that doesn't happen, that is an actual technique in Japan that I first discovered and saw. And there may still be actual gameplay footage of this out online for Virtual Fighter. I believe it was Virtual Fighter 3, 4, or 5. One of them, one of them, and there is, in fact, a gamer in Japan who is playing Virtual Fighter with one hand, using his thumb to control the actual, you know, joystick, and his four other four fingers to control the actual, uh, the actual buttons, which is absolutely surreal. I mean, it is a real technique that they do. I don't know if people are still doing it in Japan, but that is insane. I, you know, credit to whoever that's that's that was at a time before there was e-league tournaments or competitions. There was a time when you couldn't mess with Japan. 
Japan was a force to be reckoned with back then when it came to like uh, competition gaming, you know, and, and uh, what we now consider e-league sport gaming. You know, you could not mess with those cats in Japan. They were hardcore. They, first of all, they got it first. They got those games first, and then we shortly get them afterwards, and we were left behind. So, But even still, we, they were always just, like, far and away ahead. Now, not so much today. Like, it's obviously, like, we have what it takes to take on people in Japan. You know, people, we've seen evil tournaments now. We've seen um, elite tournaments, and they are not as good as what they used to be. They're still, there's still some really great, you know, players out there, but none of... Not, I mean, back then, it was so many more at the time. I mean, there was there's some legends over there. Um, but it's insane. So then we got Akira Ono, who is the what I call the introvert of the uh, two. She is a girl who is pretty much, you know, communicates through gaming. That's the only way you can get to understand, or at least the only way Yaguchi understands how uh, to talk to her or to uh, experience with her. So... You know, she uh, she never speaks a word, uh, but expresses her feelings through defeating enemies in arcades. Ono is from a wealthy family and forbids her and her family who forbids her from interacting in arcades and other and hanging out, you know, in other places like this. So Ono tends to sneak away from time to time to finally meet up with the Yaguchi and and thus, you know, begins to gather her feelings for him because of their interactions and their uh competitions together so uh, i don't i believe her parents are trying to get her to you know be you know like a debutante type of you know situation learn violin you know just be the upperclassman if you will in society but she's a huge gamer she loves it it's her only way of really expressing herself so she goes through that and yaguchi's is one of the only um yaguchi is one of the only people that really understands her to that extent he doesn't really know and see her in any other way other than a platonic friend but i think she actually has fallen for her falling for him in a more affectionate way so you got that going on but there is a twist to this because there's sort of a a triangle situation here which is a bit like any other anime that you ever seen like tenchi moyu or anything like that there's always the middle guy, which is him. Um, then you have Koharu uh, Hadaki, uh, Hadaka, for that matter. Hadaka is a character that appears like years later after, and is into the series where she develops an interest uh, in Yaguchi uh, as well. She admires his passion for gaming, uh, and from that, she begins to show interest in both him and video games. Now, it is noted. The cool part about her is that she really just got into gaming from Yaguchi really quick, but at the same time, she tends. It looks like she has this kinesthetic ability to learn gaming techniques on the fly, which excites Yaguchi in the same way that Uno does. If you guys don't know what kinesthetic is, kinesthetic is learning is basically learning from on the fly without some people can is people who can pick up certain techniques, certain things without reading not without reading instruction books or whatever just looking at somebody else do it and there you know there are certain people I actually I was told in college that I had disability as well especially when I was doing um web designing and all this stuff back then uh that I could pick I normally tend to pick up the stuff more than I did reading it so 
Uh, I this is the first time that was the first time I've ever been told that and and learned about that term. So, but it looks like she's she does the same exact thing. So, uh, Yaguchi's mom in here is far by far the funniest of the bunch. Like, if you've seen any anime where the moms were always trying to push their sons, I I forgot what anime I was actually watching or reviewing before, but there was another mom. One of two moms that actually were had a son, and they were pushing the son to rather interact with a girl or even tried to get them laid in some cases. But this just seems to be a running type of gag for Japan. It's hilarious. But once again, you have those type of moms that do that in the hair, and she's she's really cool. She actually the coolest part about her, she does annoy Yaguchi, but she also encourages him into gaming like she will buy him she's like every kid every kid's dream every kid um boy's dream and gamer's dream of uh, having a parent like this who really encourages them to play games i mean he does really good in school he passes his tests and all this stuff so she rewards him every so often and really encourages to get new games for him or game consoles for him she keeps him up to date i thought that was a really cool thing right there so shout out to that mom of course so there are minor characters in the show but the show actually more focuses on those four pretty much it was actually more of those three at this time so uh but the mom is like still there from time to time she does play a factor if anybody's a character it's the timeline of games in here and they do really they really nail home the nostalgia factor here for gamers as they present a timeline of classic games like street fighter 2 and all the versions of street fighter 2 he talks about them all in this series um you know snk neo geo games like fatal fury art of fighting king of fighters all that stuff is in here and, and more games that you probably have played if you're an import gamer like i was there were some games in there i was like whoa i can't believe it was you know they're talking about this you know, and such like that. They uh, also show many other non-fighting games as well. And consoles such as like the TurboGrafx-16. I saw Bunk in here of all things. Like, I don't even think kids today even know what the hell Bunk is. You know, that's a classic deal. Uh, so they show that. Sega Saturn, PS1, and many more games here. This show really plays with games and easy and, and, and really easing them into uh, truly... A, it really like if you're a gamer if you're if you're a um i guess it's called like a shoujo anime fan which is like the male version you know action-packed male, male um you know masculinely you know anime they kind of fool you here they dangle this character to you but you're actually watching like maybe a shoji which is like, i believe if i'm correct is the female uh you know type of you know anime this is actually more of a dramedy that normally most male anime fans would not even get into. But the, adding the game and the gamer aspect to it, you really get drawn in. And then furthermore, it really brings you into the story of the three and actually four, you know, characteristics of this anime, of this series. Um, if you take away the gaming aspect of it, you will find a very sweet coming of age tale of love which is not a bad thing. It's really not a bad thing. I think they did a great job, you know, icing the, the proverbial cake of, you know, putting games in there. Because then you had this, now you're drawn into the game aspect, but you're also drawn into the connection of 
uh, of Yaguchi Ono and, you know, Hidaka in here now. So it's like, it's, I, I love the way they kind of, you know, led you to the trap <laughs> here. And, they, and it was worth it. It's very much worth it. They did a great job balancing all of those aspects in together as well. You know, characters that are very likable and relatable at best. You know, this is indeed not only a tale of human love, but also a love letter to fighting games and gaming history told very well. And with that, I give this a A+. You got to go out of your way to check this out if you haven't seen it yet. Go out of your way. If you own Netflix, they not only have the first season on there, but they also have the it in English and uh, dub, so which is awesome as well. Go out of your way to check it out. I, I'm pretty sure, don't quote me on it, but I'm pretty sure you may be able to find it elsewhere in other means uh to find it but uh if you're if you're a netflix fan it's already there it's easy for you you got auto you know autoplay so you could just stream right through it and binge right through it and they do leave you hanging hoping for another season they need and at this point i was really kind of pissed because they left you really hanging here i netflix don't play give this another season i don't know how long you're going to support this anime but this is an awesome anime. I really hope that you guys give it another season or whatever seasons it needs to close the, the, the uh, close the story of those three. And I need to see who he's going to wind up with in this case because both characters are now into Yaguchi. And I need to see how this ends. So uh, you got a way to do it just for the gaming nostalgia factor alone. Awesome. Absolutely awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, that will do it for this edition of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the Prime Show. Thank you guys so, so much for taking the time to listen to this and all assets. Uh, if you are listening to this on TalkTimeLive.com, uh, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Google Play, Podbean, and I just realized, did not realize this, my episodes are playing on YouTube, and I'm wondering why I'm getting this you know, spike in numbers for some reason. Um there are some people who are listening to it on YouTube, actually, lately. So um, I just recently realized I didn't set that up. But uh, I guess thanks to Podbean, it's now playing on there as well. So kudos to them for that. So if you want to check it out on YouTube, on my YouTube channel, you can check it out there as well. Actually, if I'm correct, I'm actually showing this on, I posted this on my ACMG Facebook group. So you guys have another option of checking it out there as well. Again, thank you all so very much for checking it out. Please. For this episode's sake, period. Again, if you know people who are in danger of sexual assault or sexual harassment, abuse, whatever, go out of your way to help them out. Protect and save the ones you love. Please, let's clean up this world, this country, leading into 2020. It's time. We need to all get up, stand up, and do it together. So definitely jump on that. Next week, I am counting down literally counting down right now if i'm correct my playstation 4 is officially downloading jump force which will be available to me at midnight of february 12th get ready people it's coming and i'm going to enter i'm going to actually review that give you what i thought about the game check it out i'm going to enjoy the hell out of this i got a feeling this is going to be really fun to play and um we're going to do that and all the other news going on in the world of gaming as well for our select start video game podcast so stay tuned for that as well also next week valentine's day i don't know what you guys are doing i know i am taking the wife out and we're going to see battle angel alita yeah she wants to see that so <laughs> i'm going to go check that out on valentine's day and uh probably valentine's day morning 
Who I think I'm going to check that out. That or, or Thursday or Friday, wanted to do. But I am going to review Battle Angel Alita. I really like. Am I? Do I really want to see this? I'm like, yes, I want to see this because this is almost like over 20 years in the making. They've been talking about making that movie for so long. James Cameron about making that movie for so damn long. I owe it to myself to really finally check it out uh, and see whether they were able to make the movie that they wanted to and whether we're going to like the movie that they were making. So this Sunday, that will be the absolute review and focus for our talk topic. So stay tuned. Hopefully, we'll get more news on everything that's going on that from the news that we were talking about this week and more. So stay tuned for that and much, much more. For now, everybody, thank you. Have a great week. And all I got to say is learn to let go, live life, and love all things anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. I am out of here. Stay safe and have a great week. CMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality.